0: He approved, when I told him that I was going to have the chapter about him, was called My Baby Daddy.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to the UCAST. We're glad you're here with us. Today's episode is brought to you by the Cookie Barn in Waco, Texas, who sent us some delicious cookies. So first of all, thank you to Andrea Smedshammer at the Cookie Barn and the work you're doing to support the organization, encourage one another. So we felt it would only be right to try the cookies right now,
0: and they are so. Good. We already took one bite of one. Okay, so let's talk let's about, talk the about one. it. Look, okay, the, hold on. No, this is the one we ate. Yes.
1: It's called maple chocolate chunk. And it has bacon in it. It has bacon in it. And as the instructions say, it says, enjoy our cookies heated in the microwave for 15 seconds, which that speaks to my heart because oh. I do that with every cookie I ever have. But the bacon started sizzling.
0: It was so good. Did, you, did I already eat half of mine? Like are these no, two No, that's for you. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm like, oh, they're so good. And Andrea, um, this is it. I mean the best. So, you know, I know Andrea. How do you know her? Well, we're both adoptive parents. Okay. And uh, we both attended, well, she still attends, but uh, Redeemer Presbyterian in Waco. I love that place. And, um, you know, their pastor and um, two pastors have a podcast called The Good News Cast. Yes. And a lot of our people are listening to that. I love and that so one. I'm
1: listening to the, it's not on that one, but it's, I guess the
0: Lead pastor, correct me if mm-hmm. I'm wrong, on how to study the Bible. Yes, so good, fabulous. Oh my word! So, Andrea and I know each other because of that, okay. And, um, because like I said, we're both adopted parents, but she has done fantastic work for this organization, encourage one another. And so, basically, you know, the Cookie Barn um, is in Lorena, Texas, or Waco, you know, they're kind of right there next to each other, but, um. The cool thing is, is a portion of the proceeds to every box of cookie that you buy goes mm-hmm. to this organization. Oh, I uh, love that to help that. encourage families who have adopted. And um, man, it's so great. So not only is it a good purpose, they're literally the best cookies ever. They're so good. <laughs> so the okay. one you're holding right now, the next one, is going to be the oatmeal cinnamon cookie.
1: Oh my gosh! Okay, I can't.
0: Here. I, can't I know. That. Here. Let there's, me have half of that. Your well, I'm not going to, I'm going to tell the truth here that I actually tried half of one of these. What? Well, a couple of my kids were trying them. Oh mm. my gosh. I
1: know. It has like this icing on top of it. It's almost like a snigger doodly type cookie with a, <laughs> you just got, got it I, got, you I to got it joked like up about crying.
0: it. <laughs> with this yummy icing on it. Yeah. That has the cinnamon. Mm. Mm, so good. Okay. Oh my word. Did you think she went to pastry school like you? I don't know. Andrea, we have questions.
1: Yeah. Would you like to be on the pod? Is the first one. That is, would you like to share your cookie
0: recipes? Is the second one. Right? Just kidding. We'll just keep ordering. So from I'll her. tell you something cool. Encourage One Another is actually hosting um, a foster and adoptive uh, retreat in April of 2021. Oh, and awesome. I hear I've caught kind of, just through the vine. Uh huh. I've heard recently that they are going to have like a remarkable couple that's going to be leading that retreat. Is it someone we know? Maybe you'll have to wait to find out, but it's April 23rd uh, through the 25th and it's an adoption couples retreat. Okay. so it's going to be really good. We'll link to it in the show notes. Yeah. So let's do that. Um, I don't Mm -hmm. know which one I want next.
1: Is this regular chocolate chip?
0: Yep. Sea salt butter. I just want you to know. These are not diet approved. No, 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 no. If you're trying
1: to eat healthy, which I am, which means I'm, I'm I've been saving up all my meals this week. I've been really good because Mm -hmm. you told me this came and I was like, well, listen, having cookies for lunch on Friday. We were
0: so excited, Andrea, that you sent these. Like I literally, I was so excited. I thought they were for Zoe because her book, you know, has come out this week. And I called Zoe in and said, Hey, I think you got a package. And we started opening it. And when I got the letter, (laughs) And it was like, you said it's this podcast. Just kidding. <laughs> I go, oh my gosh, this is for us. And so then I called Emily. I told you that Emily screamed and she awesome. was like, we have fan mail. <laughs> fan
1: mail. Everyone I texted, it was in all caps.
0: Yeah. We got fan. Okay. I just took another bite of that one. That was so good. It's the butter scratch. So here's what I want to say if you would like to sponsor uh, the UCast, one week, send us whatever you want to. Come at us. I mean, I don't like reptiles, but besides that, Mm-mm. send us anything. Probably nothing alive. Review it.
1: Nothing living.
0: We'll eat it on the air. Yep. it's food. Drink shit. it on the air or wear it. We'll put it on take a picture. Sure will. And then, um, oh, that was so good. Does the family cast have merch yet? The family cast does not have merch yet, but when they do, I'm sure we'll get to wear a little bit of that. Coming for you, Amy going. Yep. Coming for you. Okay. All
1: right. All right. Before we go into a sugar coma, we actually have a guest today. We do. It's my husband, Greg Fields. That's right. And as always, we're here to continue the conversations we're having with youth and young adults. Hopefully,
0: it'll be recorded this time. The second lost episode. We may have lost another episode.
1: (laughs) But they already know about that because we recorded and one after it. That's right. (laughs) Um, So we'll talk about anything and everything from matters of the church to mental health, which is a what? Why can't I talk? Which is exactly why we asked Greg to be here today.
0: Okay, Greg, why don't you introduce yourself to everyone? Hey, As we've been eating cookies and hey, cookies. Let, let me
2: drink some of my water.
0: <laughs> yeah, drink your water. You think while you're better than us. While you're
2: having your cookies. <laughs> so please go ahead. Don't, don't mind me. Let me talk while you guys chew. Yes, please. So um, so I'm introducing myself. Yes. And obviously, I'm Tracy's husband. Obviously. Yes. And, and, uh, I am, oh, who am <laughs> you I? You and Daniel. I am. Yeah, and Daniel. My, my mind just went blank for a second. So I, uh, I'm a, I'm a therapist. I work in a treatment center. Um, actually I work for a treatment center. I'm doing, um, like an intensive outpatient for substance use disorders and, you know, co-occurring stuff um in the tele tele telehealth format so it's all online we do you know all of our meetings and zoom and then i um i was a pastor for almost nine years before i was a therapist and uh i'm uh, an elder at the church i've been an elder for a little more over a year at the church that we Go to now.
0: And also you work with the young adults. Yes. And um are teaching them on Wednesday nights. Right. That's like in context to what we're <laughs> to our podcast. Right. Youth, <laughs> and yes. youth and young adults. We talk with youth and young
2: That would be relevant. Welcome to the conversation. <laughs> Thank, Thank
0: thanks. You. yeah yes well.
2: Oh, that's what the you mean. I'm kidding.
1: Uh, <laughs> I, mean it. I
0: mean it. I exactly. I exactly. There's
1: people who just heard that going, oh, oh what the U and cast
0: is for. I mean, <laughs> so, so let me ask you this question to get us started. Um, what do you think the importance of therapy is, number one, and mm-hmm. when does someone need to seek therapy mm-hmm. or seek a counselor, however right. we say that?
2: Well, and you might get like several different answers to this. You know, but I think that, so if, what what therapy is? I mean, you know, it is a relationship, right? Um, that is, it's not a friendship, mm. right? It's not, um, you know, it's, it's sort of a professional sort of relationship. Where you're able to, you know, work through, you know, issues that you have with, and a good way to sort of break this down is thinking, feeling, Relating, Mm. right? Um, Well, well, acting, thinking, feeling, acting, and relating. I mean, those are like that's a nice fourfold category. I mean, that's all those things are all mixed up. I mean, they're all jumbled together. But it's a good way of, and I'm moving my hands a lot. So
0: uh, (laughs) you and I both do that. Yes, yes,
2: yes. So it's all I'm doing the the universal sign for all tangled up. Um, (laughs) They're they're all tangled up, and but. That's a good way of thinking about it. You know, struggling with thoughts, um, memories, um, images that are difficult. You don't know how to kind of you know, put them in place, um, like ruminating, kind of going mm-hmm. over something over and over again. That can be an issue. Um, worrying. Those are the big ones. Right. Living in the past or living in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is a big one. Not knowing how to regulate and manage emotions. I hesitate. I use use this word specifically. I don't want to use control because I think that that's like what we already do a lot of is try to control this stuff, which is a huge problem. Mm -hmm. And it ends up coming back to bite you. Mm -hmm. Um, and makes everything worse. So, but, you know, working with emotion, being able to, uh, and you'd be surprised how many folks really struggle with, you know, knowing what they're feeling. Huh. Um, and like then being you,
1: able to identify. Being it. able to identify.
2: Yep. So, you've got folks that sort of, there's lots of emotional overreactivity. It's just all over the place. That's the way that I was as a young adult. I've
0: heard you say before, like when someone's struggling and they couldn't really pinpoint what the feeling was, you mm-hmm. would say, Well, tell me where you're feeling it. Right, right, right. At yeah. this yeah. point. Like, is it in your chest? Yeah, yeah. Or are you feeling it in your arms, right. in your shoulders, right. in your face? Right. And then kind of walking them through that system right. to identify yeah. maybe, what, mm-hmm. what that might be. Because yeah, yeah. it's something they don't even know. They're feeling no. it in their chest mm-hmm. or their arms. So it's or that their whole thing of like you don't really know you're free until you're mm-hmm. free sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, so would you say kind of what you just said about like worrying and yeah. intrusive thoughts and all of that? How do you know, like if you're, you know, you're in junior high and high school or you're a young adult, um, how do you know, hey – I probably need to talk to somebody about this, mm-hmm. or I need counseling. Mm-hmm. I mean, when does it get to that point? Well,
2: maybe an easy way to uh, an easy way to sort of couch that is um, when things become like compulsive, obsessive, impulsive, mm-hmm. intrusive. You know, those are all different ways of talking about. Um, it becomes overwhelming and I I don't know how to, I don't know how to do anything. Can
0: you give us an example of what a compulsive and intrusive, all of those types of, you know, so tell me what they are before you say them, because I'm interested in this. Okay.
2: Yeah. So, um, so like it's sort of a compulsive or well, compulsive and obsessive. you, You can do this with the same thing. So like I remember whenever I was a young adult, um, It was really hard for me to have a feeling or to have a thought and not have to do something with it, Mm. right? So I've got to think about it, right? I can't just sort of, okay, I have the thought and then kind of go on. It's like it consumes, right? That's Mm -hmm. when something becomes, you know, what you can kind of say obsessive, Mm
0: -hmm. Um, or you just like stay in a loop or yeah, a yeah, cycle yeah. with yeah, the same abs- yeah, like just, Spiral. Got to keep
2: thinking about it. Got to keep thinking about it. You know, it, 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 compulsive maybe is when you know compulsivity is. Um, you, well, obsessive is like a stay and I stay on it. I stay on it. You know, I sort of stay fixated on something. Mm-hmm. Compulsive is, or oh, I got to keep returning to it. I got to keep returning to huh. it. Right, um, uh, uh, and compulsive is I think it happens with behaviors. Right. Like, You know, when people, you know, they. Um, they you know they have to look at their phone right? oh, yeah. Yeah. They've gotta look at the phone like gotta, every two seconds every two seconds yes. they look at you know, that's kind of a, a compulsive it can be a compulsive behavior when you it's more specific like when you're trying to manage like it's anxiety starts to build like, okay, I gotta look at my phone right? mm-hmm. that does something. and they
1: may or may not know they're even doing it Right,
2: may not may not yeah it, it, and and generally those things are kind of like out of your you know sort of like outside of your peripheral vision right you don't see them uh-huh. and it's when they start to get in the way that you kind of go, what is going on? What's Tell happening me about
0: there? intrusive, because this is the one that I okay. feel like with youth, like in talking with them, a lot of times I think it would fall in this category, but I wanna see if I'm right.
2: Yeah. Intrusive an is, intrusive thought. Is right? it just it, it sort of like interrupts, it just breaks in.
0: Yeah.
2: Right? It intrude. Okay. Uh, it's sort of cross, you know. It's sort of almost like if you imagine somebody crossing a boundary line, right, breaking into your house. And like,
1: where did that come from? Where did that
2: come from? <laughs> and and it's like I can't get it out. I can't stop it. It just keeps coming, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then the more you try to, you know. Like not it, let it pass through. Not gonna let it, it, it then no. it's worse, uh-huh. right? It's, right. it's, it's right. you know it's like knocking all the time and you're like, ah So and it's
0: escalating. Because like yeah, yeah, yeah. you're trying not to focus on it and you're right. focusing on it more. Yeah. I know you've told our kids a lot throughout the years, like if if a thought like that comes up, let it just pass through your brain. Mm-hmm. Just let the thought mm-hmm. pass through mm-hmm. and then keep doing mm-hmm. what you're doing. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And let letting it acknowledging it and letting it like real simple, like sometimes what's helpful is you have the thought and you sort of write it down on a card,
1: Mm
2: -hmm. right? And then just you put it right there in front of you. Now, one interesting thing that it does is, one, it sort of helps you enact what you do normally with most of your thoughts. But it helps you enact, okay, this is a thought. Mm -hmm. It it is a process. It's a something my mind does. It's something my mind hands me, a thought. There it is, right? Now, normally, like like we sit here, and you might – you know, throughout the day, um, I'm sure, like, since you didn't, you know, you hadn't, you hadn't eaten yet before yeah. this, that, you know, before this, you know, thoughts like, oh, I'm hungry, will pop up. so yes, well, they, they come, <laughs> you acknowledge them, and then you just go on, yeah. right? Well, it's, you know, when thoughts, when our mind kind of tells us, well, thoughts are dangerous, that thought is dangerous, huh. or that thought is, um, that thought is toxic, huh. Right. All of a sudden now, we have to – and then we start treating it like it is literally what your mind just told you that it was, right? Then we lose that sort of distance from it, and it just becomes – like one of the things I always tell folks that I see is it's like wearing glasses, right? It's the difference between, you know, looking through your glasses and – taking your glasses off and going, okay, there are my glasses, right? right. It's, you can look through a thought. Right? Oh, okay. I don't, I don't sort of, you know, wear glasses and go, Oh, look, I'm looking behind plastic. That would be weird. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it would get in the way, but that's what, but, but that's when we go, then when we're able to go, when we're able to interrupt that and we go, Oh, this is a thought.
0: Well, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's kind of what is triggering in my brain for, especially youth and young adults is the, the, and I don't know how it is for young men, but for girls, the thought of I'm fat. Yeah. Mm. And so then the I'm fat, you can either say, okay, that's just a thought I'm having. And the reality is, is that that's not all of me or mm-hmm. I'm more than this. Right, right, right. Or you go down the other road and all you think about, your whole day is how fat you are right. and then you and go how skinny everyone
1: else is. That's right. And, mm-hmm. and then,
0: and then that can turn into something else, a, a disorder mm-hmm. if that's not taken care of. And mm-hmm. so I think mm-hmm. to understand that, um, okay, like you said, that's just a thought. Mm-hmm. And so we don't have to follow all of those thoughts down this dark mm-hmm. road.
2: Another way to, another way to think about it, a real simple one is like I, whenever I'm doing groups, I will write and I'm talking about this. Uh-huh. I'll write on the board. 400, four zero zero, and then LBS, mm-hmm. and then hungry, tiger, and I will ask them, okay, what is this? And they're like, that's those are numbers in four hundred. Is that a lot? Oh yeah, that's a lot, mm-hmm. right? Pounds. Okay, yeah, that's heavy, and we all know what hunger is, and then we get tiger, ooh, right? And I ask them, well, so what are we not doing right now? And it's weird because this is never the first answer. I would think it was, Uh. but we're not running.
0: Right. And I asked them, why are we not running?
2: There's a 400 pound hungry tiger. And they said, because it's not here. Right. I said, what do you mean it's not here? Right Right there. Right there. And they said, well, no, but that's not the real thing. How do you know? Oh wow. And they say, well, because I say, What would you see? Well, I would see fur, I would see teeth. I'd hear growling. There'd mm-hmm. be smell. Okay. But well, what do what do you see? Well, you see ink right. on a board. Well, see, right there, what you that's the difference between mm-hmm. what you're saying is being able to see it for what it actually is, mm-hmm. as opposed to what it says it is, wow. what your mind says it. Oh, so man, yeah. now, what's interesting is that there are people who would see four hundred pound hungry tiger and run out of the room. Huh. That's called psychosis, okay. right? I mean, oh, wow, that's yeah. the uh, you see what I mean? Yes. And that's a now that's the difference between literality, wow. treating it like it is what my mind exactly says it is, mm-hmm. or recognizing, oh, my mind just said something. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. That's and so, but again, we do that all the time. We do it very naturally. Um, but with sticky thoughts like this, you know, mm-hmm. difficult thoughts, painful thoughts, or it's harder, mm-hmm. you know. And so we try to we get all caught up in that. And then you can add to that that we um, we have this thing where we try not to feel, which is mm-hmm. a whole other set of problems. Right. Avoidance. It's called experiential avoidance. You know, we just try to I don't want that. I don't want that. You know, well, you know, the tagline is, um, you know, if you don't want it, you got it. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. When yeah. it comes to thoughts and feeling, when right. it comes to inside stuff, if you don't want it. You got mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, which is counterintuitive because um, if I, you know, if I take this, the wrapper off of this little, you know, healthy candy bar that uh, I have here, as opposed <laughs> to, as, as opposed to, to those incredibly off. indulgent cookies yes. that are wonderful. <laughs> but if I take this wrapper off and I throw it away, nobody expects it to magically reappear in my hand. Hmm. Right? But then right. your mind goes, Yeah, see? See look, look, that's the way it worked. But then your mind goes, Okay, let's just do that with the thought. It doesn't work yeah, that way. Right. right. So so anyway, that I mean that's a long no, question, it's good. But that kind of is where things can go off the rails with not with, because there's something wrong with your head, but because your your mind is doing what it's supposed to be doing, it's just not helpful anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. So what about this? Because we, with working with the young adults, mm-hmm. um, and I'm, I'm focusing on them because their brains are in a little different category than where the youth are at this point mm-hmm. um, that are, you know, there's a lot of them that are, uh, we always talk about, you know, that age, they're just activists, you know, yeah. but the real deep conviction and calling to things and how, Wow, yeah, Those right. Are All are the youths. Youths. <laughs> uh, How, how important, and I, I'm going to say why I'm, Preston Perry had this really cool post on Instagram the other day and it was that t-shirt that says Jesus in therapy. I I love that. I did too. And, um, and I was thinking about that, you know, because I agree with it Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, there's not this taboo on counseling or therapy the way there was when we were growing up. Right. How important do you think it is and why, uh, for these students who, who are saying, well, we want to be in ministry and we want to move toward ministry um, to, to maybe seek counsel, counsel, or to work on their own stuff.
2: Um, How well, might that affect? Well, let what they me do? say. Let me say this. He, you know, th- there's two different things there, right? So, when something becomes really problematic, it may be helpful to seek the help of, you know, somebody like me, right? You uh-huh. know, that your pay. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> that was not a shameless right. plug. Right, that would be a we'll one. link
1: to Greg's number in the show notes. No, we will not. No. That's so, why.
2: That's not what I meant. So listen, so here's the thing. Not unless you have a substance. I'm kidding. Oh. So, it's another
1: but, episode. Yeah, that's, another, that's a whole other
2: episode. So here's what I don't want to give the impression of. Okay. That somehow there's something magical about therapy.
0: Okay.
2: Because actually... And I don't think this has been overturned. You, there was like a I can't remember where who did it a study a long time ago or a while back where what they showed was people who were you know like non professionals were as or more effective than professionals. Hmm. Right? Now that's big. That means why? That means that well because that? the relationship is so important.
0: Hmm.
2: I mean, that's sort of one of the things you get these sort of factors of why therapy therapy right. works well. You know, uh, I mean, again, you know, you know little, little insight, right? I, in, in my profession, it's not like a surgeon where the outcome of what they do is tied to, you know, uh, their specialized um, world that they mm-hmm. live in, that it's it's tied to their, you know, their training and their experience and all of that yeah. stuff. You know, well, what's funny is that the outcomes in therapy are, are not directly correlated to any of those things for me, not my school, not my training, right. not my experience. Mm-hmm. Right. They don't seem as measurable. Right. As
1: with a physical doctor, right. you know, doing yeah, surgery yeah, yeah. and right. things like that. Well, and
2: that's the thing is that what, well, what is, um, highly relevant in outcomes are, things that have a lot to do with the person, the client, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, And that relationship that's getting developed, you know, I in fact, there's, in fact, there's a whole lot that matters more about what the client brings, what the Mm -hmm. person brings to therapy than what, you know, I mean, what the therapist, not that my, not that training is useless or any of that stuff. It's helpful. This, the point is that it's not like, oh, you can draw this one-to-one correspondence Mm -hmm. between those. The relationship is really important. And you think, when in, in a context of a community, you can get a lot of help from folks listening, Mm -hmm. you know, hearing from hearing from other people, right? Getting feedback. I mean, just that, that one thing, getting feedback from being open to feedback, Mm -hmm. right? And that can be tough, but that's a learning process. Getting open to Mm -hmm. feedback from, from people and their input. Um, uh,
0: so, you're basically saying the therapeutic relationship is important. Sure. Or a therapeutic relationship. Well, it, it's, it's in community. A and, relationship, yeah. Right. The I'm using important. the phrase therapeutic in the sense of yeah. like that we're, if there's a give and take. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just, hey, we're all doing great today and blah, 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 blah. But we're actually going through some hard stuff together where someone says, you know, like in a small group or whatever, where someone says, Hey, I'm really struggling because this happened in this Mm -hmm. relationship and I got in an argument with this roommate that someone could speak into that and say, well, let's look at what you brought to the table, too, in that relationship. It's almost there's more intentionality in that conversation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: with it may not be a measurable outcome, but change enacted or a plan in place for change. Right. Does
2: that make Mm sense? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and um. You know, and even within those relationships, one big factor that can be helpful is when when you start, okay, what kind of relationships or community? Well, I mean, just being in one where there is, there's an opportunity to, to, to show and receive empathy, to get validation for pain. Like validation doesn't mean that, Everybody's going, oh, you're so right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Validation. I mean, like, I, you know, the longer I sit with people, I mean, they do, there's some like really um, difficult things that are going on. And, and they're doing some things mm-hmm. that are really, really tearing their life up. Mm-hmm. But it's not like it doesn't make sense. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah. of, if you right. sit with it long mm-hmm. enough, you can go. Okay,
0: I see how this didn't just happen
2: that when, you got here, right? And how this made perfect sense for you to do, even though it was so destructive, right? Right? It doesn't mean you're. We're all going yay, everybody, <laughs> right? You know, everybody's great, you know, or that we don't go. You know, that was a bad move, right? But just being hearing having folks who are will get in your shoes. Mm-hmm. And go okay, yeah, all right, yeah, I see. You. Sometimes, you know, uh, people haven't gotten that
0: mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm.
2: Haven't like, like, heard, talked to someone and then got back from them a nice picture of themselves,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and added to that, um, the the view of somebody else of them. Mm-hmm. Right, that's called contingent communication, mm-hmm. right? Um, where I'm, you know, like it's like you know when a kid goes, you know, oh, right, and 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 the and you know the caregiver is mm-hmm. going, man, that hurts. Well, you just one, you just yeah, validated what just happened right. there,
1: and then they felt understood
2: exactly, and yeah. then you actually shape their understanding of what just that happened to them, yeah, you know, yeah. and so you gave it a place, mm-hmm. and so that. Again, that, that empathy and validation doesn't mean agreement or that we're not going to sharpen each other um, or that we're not going to correct each other right. or warn each other or right. exhort each other. Um, but it's a starting place. I mean, there are lots of folks that, you know, really just they don't want to move. And it's interesting how quickly we will be work. you know, walking with somebody. Who is just, you know, they just, you know, of course, we're on the outside and we're going, of course, this is so (laughs) obvious, right? Why don't you just do this? And, you know, but we act like we can't understand why they won't change. Right. When we do the same thing. Yeah. If we actually
1: thought about it, we do understand. Exactly.
2: (laughs) Change is hard. But to be in a community where everybody embraces that fact, where, yeah, yeah you know, it is hard to change. we got to do it. Mm-hmm. But it's hard. But it is so, it is hard. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, it's challenging. So, and so I mean, I say that because I want to be, not to oversell what therapy, like or, okay, professional therapy, like everybody's got to go to therapy, um, but maybe to point to some of the more fundamental components, components <laughs> of it. Yeah. That actually are not just source, this first or special purview of this place, mm-hmm. but rather this is sort of a human
0: mm-hmm.
2: interaction, a human uh, behavior, a human
0: engagement. Yeah. Um, One of the reasons why we need the church. Sure. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: So, Greg, if there's somebody listening that feels those things that you were talking about, of like maybe I do need to talk to somebody because I'm overwhelmed in these areas or <laughs> kind of that compulsive impulsive the step what would you tell them like first steps
2: well you know if i mean if they if it's like if it's getting serious and i mean and i should say too one of the things is particularly if you know somebody is you know harming themselves or they're having thoughts of hurting themselves or um, then i think it's important to really start talking to people and i mean you can reach out to, especially within the church, reaching out to somebody that you trust can be a good first step. Um, And, you know, going to people who uh, uh, that you trust that um, might be able to refer you or direct you to, you know, counselors. And again, I know within the church, uh, you know, Christian counselors or people who are Christians who will who understand the gospel? Who understand um, uh, you know what it means to follow Christ? That will sort of walk that same direction with that individual. Um, you know that you can. You know, a lot of times that's going to be by you know. Hey, do you know some counselor who is? Yeah. And you know you can uh, you can find that um, you can. Uh, larger churches sometimes will have counseling so like there's a you know church just right down you know the, the road from us in another city that has a counseling center.
0: Well yes. even in our church um we have four counselors right mm-hmm. who are active members that are in our mm-hmm. congregation mm-hmm. so yeah it wouldn't be hard to find someone. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so and that could that in and, and that's that sometimes sometimes somebody that you know in your church that you know, is a counselor, and they might be able to, they could refer you to mm-hmm. somebody or, you know, give you some ideas. But, you know, there there are, you know, organizations like, for instance, the Meyer Clinic, where, you know, they're professively Christian. Mm-hmm. And and so that can be a place uh, where you can find help. Not that you couldn't get help from somebody who's not a Christian. You just know when that's something that is vital to, you know the 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 person. Uh, sometimes that's it's uh, helpful to to go to somebody who knows. It almost
1: gives you common ground. Walking in the door, right,
2: right you right, know, right. to yeah. know
1: they yeah. at least believe in the same God mm-hmm. I do.
2: Yeah, you know, and that can help maybe too. comfortability exactly trust. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
2: and that can, you know, because you know, you might walk into another situation and it's harder for you to trust. Right. And so you know, it, you know, you can now also you can look on Psychology Today. Um, they have, uh, you know, there you can like search by insurance, and, and it's you a can large
0: resource. Yeah, it's yeah. large resource. Yeah.
2: You can search by your insurance. You can search by the mo- you know the kind of treatment. Yeah, uh, you can even put you know Christian, uh, 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 Christian oriented, or I can't remember how they say it. Right, right but, but I mean, there's different options. Different right? options. Yeah, kind so of filter I
1: mean, it down from exactly, so many to exactly. Exactly.
2: And more. so that can be a helpful one um, if somebody's looking for
0: so. What about some resources? Yes. Let's start just with books. How about that? Right.
2: So there are a, lo- a lot of books, and I'll, I'll I've, I, you know, I've created, I created a UCast list on my Amazon. Awesome. Right. So, yes. So, but there are good ones um, uh, that, and again, I'm thinking uh, specifically for someone who, you know, wants. A author that is coming from a biblical theological sort of focus, uh, but like a couple of books, for instance, uh, are by uh, uh, Kurt Thompson. You remember him? Mm-hmm. So he's got one called "The Anatomy of the Soul," which is mm-hmm. about attachment, right? Which is really a, oh, wow. a, a helpful, really a helpful book. Easy. He's also got another one though that is equally. It's, it's called "The Soul of Shame." Mm.
1: Oh wow! Um,
2: and so, which is a topic in itself, right? Mm-hmm. Shame. That could use some open discussion. Um, uh, Ed Welch has got another book called Shame Interrupted, and he's got a book right. on depression. And then, um, like one of his classics, are when people are big and God is small, mm-hmm. sort of like a an answer, you know, sort of a um, a you know where some might say, okay, this is people pleasing, right? Mm-hmm. He's he's saying, no, well, you know, it's it's really treating people like they're bigger than God. Right. And so, and he does a really wonderful job, and he's got some stuff on anxiety. Right. So there are really those are big ones: depression, anxiety, shame. Mm-hmm. Um, that could be that could be really immediately helpful, just yes. as 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 a resource, because they're they're not hard reads, mm-hmm.
1: and um, maybe if you're still kind of leery of. Calling a counselor or getting into therapy, this is an easy way to just yes. order it on Amazon yeah, yeah. and start, you know, yeah. Yeah. almost educating yourself. Yeah, yeah. On
2: because it. there's something too. I mean, I do this all the time where I'll suggest books to people. Mm-hmm. Um, like another one that I—it's called *The Illustrated Happiness Trap*. Mm-hmm. And so, what I talked about in terms of thoughts and all—that author Russ Harrisy does a wonderful job, along with a, a co-author. I can't remember who it was to illustrate it, but. Um, it's a great because it's a summary of his book called The Happiness Trap, but it's all like a Sunday comic, but it's, it, it, it captures all of the concepts really well. And, but it's people will read that and they'll like blow through it and they don't even realize it, but they're learning, you know, there's something to that sort of education.
0: Yeah. What are your thoughts, some resources for parents? If you have a parent of youth who or or even a younger child and they're trying to understand maybe a child's, um, like they may have a 13, 14 year old and their kids just having some real crazy, like tantrums and, mm-hmm. and things that they wouldn't mm-hmm. even expect. Mm-hmm. What are some, some mm-hmm. books that might help a parent understand some things? Well,
2: there are, there are some, I think some really good ones. One a ch- more challenging one is called parenting from the inside out. And that's mm-hmm. by Dan Siegel.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, ben, Dan Siegel and these are these are some newer ones. Dan Siegel and Tina Bryson Mm -hmm. um, have written a couple of books, you know, or or a few. One is called *The Whole Brain Child*, which is Mm -hmm. great because it covers, it gives a really nice um, synopsis, a synopsis overview of what's going on in a kid's brain. I mean, that's what uh, Siegel does, uh, Dr. Siegel does, and then. uh, no drama discipline oh, yeah. is another one that's really helpful, and um, they just did. Oh, the yes brain! They mm-hmm. just did another one, and so I think those would be helpful. Okay. Um,
0: good uh, starting points. Just
2: good starting points mm-hmm. because they are they're coming at behavior from um, a, uh, or at least in one in, um, in part, they're coming at behavior from okay, what's going on underneath the hood.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Right.
2: The, some of the processes that are going on that, you know, may not be about um, just will. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, it's helpful to understand, you know, because it helps, you know, inform inform a parent about what, you know, what else is there? What other layers of stuff? Again, nothing necessarily wrong, mm-hmm. uh, but the way that we're made to work. Mm-hmm. um and knowing that and got sort of going with the grain of it could actually be helpful. Yeah
0: that line mm-hmm. that uh, we've heard a lot and said a lot is that uh, all behavior is communication. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes someone can be doing something that is co- producing the one thing they don't want. Right. And so we we always say here I know that like someone's strategy may be all wrong. Right. Like their right. their intention may be to actually form connection with someone, right. but the way that they're going about that, they're mm-hmm. create they just sabotaging it. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. trying to learn, you know, how to talk with your child and how to to actually um, know where they're at emotionally, mentally, you know, mm-hmm. developmentally, all of that is yeah. so helpful. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, and and I mean that's just in general. Yes, it is. I mean, right. I mean I'm, you know, too bad that. We don't, we don't all, we don't like, you know, go, go through a course before we have, <laughs> have kids. It would right. be, uh, you know, I mean, I know people try to give you books, but man.
0: You just don't know. Yeah. You just don't, know, don't know until you're in it. Yeah. I remember when Abby turned two and we were like, hey, she made it, you <laughs> know, like we did didn't it. Her, you know. Yeah. yeah. And she's
1: still here she's today. She's still here today. She right. is. Yeah. Well, Greg, knowing all that you know now, what would you tell your eighth grade self?
2: Um, so I think that I think I can say that it it was harder to know what I would tell my eighth grade self because I was so aloof.
0: Mm.
2: So maybe it was maybe me more what I would do in my eighth grade self. I think I would try to uh now I'm thinking about it, I think I would try to engage my eighth grade self and just sort of like get in get in my eighth grade self's face. You're not in a, 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 you know, like I'm going to tell you what to do, but just to start, you know, walking. Because, you know, I mean, I, I realized how much growing up, you know, so, you know, socioeconomically, you know, my parents, they worked. And then, you know, my mom and dad got divorced when I was young and my mom worked. I mean, I was a true latchkey kid. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you can't do much about that. Right. It's just the way it you know it it, it goes, and so I think that uh, that uh, I'm kind of proud of myself that I came to this that I was like that's what I do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would be more like engagement. Right?
1: Yeah.
2: Now, um, you know, I'd say other things to myself. Like, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> but, but. but yeah. Well,
1: would you say the same? Would you? do i guess the same thing with your young adult self or well, would it look different yeah.
2: no i think with my young adult self i would try to try to i would try to help regulate that young adult self to mm. say okay and try to help that my young adult self see you you don't have to you don't have to act on all of it mm.
1: mm-hmm. you
2: know that it it really is not i mean all of it meaning all of those thoughts, all of those feelings—you don't have to act on them. They can be there, mm-hmm. and you're not going to blow up and you know, and, and or melt mm-hmm. if you don't do anything with them.
0: Yeah,
2: right. And just learn to sort of let them do what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think that that calming. My young adult self would have been.
1: Didn't you be. tell your young your younger self to calm down, Yeah Tracy. No, that's, that's exactly what I said. Calm yeah. down. Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, I think so. I that's think good. That. well Was there anything else we didn't cover you wanted to cover? No, I think we. I feel like that was just setting him up on a silver platter. I know, As the right? words were coming out, I was like, "Uh oh." Yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, how how long hey, is this yeah, weekend? right. Thanks for um, just sitting down with us yeah. and talking about mental health. And for those listening, if you have questions or comments, you can always email us at the youcast at gmail.com <laughs> or find us on Instagram at oh why do I always do this you at the underscore you sure. cast but to close out the show we will close as we opened we have one cookie left we have eaten a lot
0: of cookies There's a lot of cookies oh gosh but this one I think read read our add. description well, let's ask okay after this one we're gonna tell what our favorite one was but this okay. one is the chocolate cream
1: Okay. Yes. It kind of looks like a whoopie pie. Yeah. Right?
0: is what those are called? Yeah, a little. Yeah, it does.
1: It's like a a large Oreo, but soft.
0: Yes. Yeah. Right. Like a little moon pie. But Andrea, soft.
1: you're the real MVP today. Oh, oh my gosh. God.
0: It tastes like a soft Oreo. <laughs> okay, okay, I have to be honest. Do you want to buy it? No. <laughs> I was not anticipating this would be like in the top five I there were only I, five well i don't know i just <laughs> i kind of saved it like i was just like this is probably gonna be all in the top my least favorite is what i thought this i feel like is my favorite oh my gosh it's so good andrea really okay i, I have to get i we're gonna have to eat all of these right now so they're not in my house anymore i'm gonna have to take a nap so after what was this. your favorite this one I really oh, think man, it was is so
1: good. It's really good. Gosh, what is this white cream
0: in the middle? I don't know. This little—it's the secret sauce. You know, it is that phrase on earth as it is in heaven. That's what this is. Amen and amen. Okay, so <laughs> I, my mine's a tie. Okay, between is? the chocolate cream and the maple chocolate chunk. Cause no, that was the one
1: with the bacon in it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I also oh, oh, I like this. I one really too. like
1: the cinnamon. Oh, the yeah, cinnamon like was one too. good. At that icing on top. Yeah, I don't know.
0: All right. Well, I, I like them all.
1: I know you're going to want your own now. So go to www.thecookiebarnwaco.com. Support Andrea and her organization. And tell her that you heard about
0: the Cookie Barn. Yeah. On, on the UCAST. UCAS.
1: Yes. She's going to love that. I don't know Andrea yet, you're but to. I'm going to. So until next time, you guys have a great week.